0: Hello, gents, and welcome back to the Week 5 podcast of the MSU eGamers Fantasy Football League. I'm your host, Jones. Well, this week sure did not disappoint as we had some electricity on Tuesday night. We had some shocking upsets, more trade news, and a front runner for Biggest Loser. We're going to touch on all that in just a second, but first I want to mention a new segment that we're introducing this week. It's simple, it's easy, it's Power Rankings. This won't be some ESPN prediction nonsense based on your projected points, yada, yada. It's going to be completely opinionated and biased, and it's going to be all by Jones. We're also bringing on another special guest who's going to discuss the direction of his team, and he's going to put down a few teams in his interview as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. The week five recap. Diabolicals out having the same record as the 4-1 Cleveland Browns may seem out of this world, but don't be fooled. Miracles do happen. Zot's once-again controversial trade to acquire Stefan Diggs proved to be the difference as Diggs puts up 20, and Zot defeats Dr. Bees, pushing the Doc down to 2 and 3. Bees needed a superstar performance from anybody on his squad, but a team-high 26 from Kyler Murray was not enough to make the game competitive. The Doc will need to do some operating to keep his team on the right track. Diabolical Zot, 131. Dr. Bees, 111. Arguably the best game of the week comes down to Tuesday night football, as the West Chicago Bellywalkers are able to get a backdoor victory against the last-place ATT milkers with the help from a meaningless touchdown. And when I say meaningless, I mean meaningless. Catch from John U. Smith. at and who was hoping to secure a win to keep his name off the bottom of the standings, didn't get much help from Josh Allen, who was expected to ball out. The general is cruising at 4-1 and one and second in the league. Whatever the punishment of this league is, AT&T is currently one at the end of the barrel. West Chicago belly Walkers 113. AT&T Milkers, 107. Harry Houdinho could have played a whole team full of backups and still would have crushed team Jones as this game wasn't even close, sending Jones off to a losing record at 2-3. Houdino's team, led by rookie of the year candidate Justin Herbert, looked unstoppable as he puts up the most points in the league for the week. He'll need more performances like this one if he expects to get back to 500. Meanwhile, for Jones, he continues to struggle without his first and second round picks in CMC and Chris Godwin. Back to the drawing board for this host. Harry Houdinho, 162. Team Jones, 97. As predicted on this podcast last week, Team Stewboy seemed to have a walk in the park as his team takes down Team Morgan by 14. Nick Chubb's presence really hurt Team Morgan as his running back to Nikhil Hines. Was only able to muster up five points. For Stewboy, a minus five defensive performance from Kansas City did not seem to stop his squad from securing a win and moving to three and two in the league. Is Tom Brady still the guy for Morgan? Does Kamara have limitless potential for Stewboy? You make the call. Team Stewboy, 116. Team Morgan, 102. Welcome back to the Winner's Circle, Team McIldouche. He shows Bill's footlong a weapon of his own as Big Ben and the boys storm the castle and knock Bill off his throne. Back to three and two he goes. As for the douche, he can see the light at the end of the tunnel as six other teams share his two and three record. A game better than the bottom feeder ATT Milkers at one and four. Who knows what lies ahead for Bill's footlong as Dak Prescott won't get the paid for play and is out for the season. Not to mention Dalvin Cook may be heading to the injured list as well. Either way, one must assume Bill needs to make a move. Team McAldouche, 142. Bill's footlong, 109. Team Schumann sure won't remember Le'Veon Bell after this week as the two-hearted king trades away the former Spartan shortly after Bell applies for unemployment and is released by the New York Jets. Lord knows how the league didn't veto the trade, but Bell is now at the disposal of Diabolical Zod. Intern Pierre somehow, someway, came out with the win after he started Michael Thomas, Not knowing Thomas, sucker punched his teammate and was subsequently benched. Good thing fantasy is a team game because Deshaun Watson and Mike Davis did the heavy lifting and lifted Pierre to a win and two and three in the league. Intern Pierre, 122. Team Schumann, 107. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the week five recap. The MSUE Gamers Fantasy Football League. It was a hell of a week. We have a very competitive league this year. We have two teams of four and one, Diabolicals out, West Chicago Bellywalkers, and we got one team at one and four, Mr. Colin Hyde and the ATT Milkers. Bottom feeding once again. We got a lot of teams three and two, two and three. Um, so I think it's safe to say let's move it over to power rankings, and then we'll bring in a special guest towards the end. All right, guys, into power rankings we go. Uh, I try to keep this short and simple. You know, it's we. I know we had the standings, but it's nice to get a little something extra in there too. So at number one we have at four and one powerhouse. There's not a whole lot to add here. I mean, it's the best roster through and through. Uh, number two is pretty simple. I think it's my Chicago Bellywalkers. He's at four and one for a reason. Aaron Jones coming back in the lineup. I mean, the team is simply just stacked, ready to win now. Number three, I got Team Stew Boy in here. I think Miles Sanders has really proven his worth, and the team is starting to mold. I like what I see here going forward. I think Stew's going to be a good team for the rest of the year. Four, I'm going in at Bill's footlong. Um, With the Dak injury, I don't know how much Jared Goff can really pick up the slack. Dalvin Cook injury is cause for concern. I think the team has something to prove. If Bill's footlong can keep Jared Goff in as starting quarterback for the rest of the year, I think the team's going to be fine. I had to drop it down a slot or two just because the Dak and Dalvin Cook injuries. Number five, I got Schumann up in here. Um, He's got the number one player in a position that matters, wide receiver. Um, That's Adam Thielen. I think Schumann's team is trending upward. The DUI for Melvin Gordon may be something to watch. I don't know if he's going to be out at all. They're probably going to bench him. Um, That is something to keep an eye on, though. Number six, I have Harry Houdino, the commish. I think this team is all around just balanced. Um, Injuries down the line, maybe something to watch for just because the bench is a little short. But, you know, if he can avoid injuries to his best players, I think the team's going to be pretty good going forward. Number seven, I got Dr. Bees. Um, It's a good squad with exciting players. I think the top four players are absolute money. Uh, The depth is kind of an issue here, but I think a few waiver wire plays, maybe a trade or two here, and Dr. Bees has a chance to really trend well. Eight, I got to put the host, Team Yones. You know, CMC and Godwin are coming back soon. Uh, I should be able to return to form. As of now, the team is just not performing whatsoever. It's relying too much on the homes. There's just not a whole lot there. Um, it's hard to blame injuries in two players, but top two picks are out. So down to eight. Number nine, I got Team McAldouche here. I think Big Ben and C.D. Lamb are really bright stars for this team. Um, there's a few guys that have potential, but have really yet to show their worth. I think Taron McLaurin has really no quarterback yet, so he's the top receiver on a team that hasn't figured out their identity. I think it's going to be hard for him to really get going, but I do love you know Big Ben and CD Lamb. Number ten, I got intern Pierre here. I think Michael Thomas getting back in lineups really going to help him. Um, the past few weeks, him him being out has really been tough, and I wonder if that. If him getting back is really going to be a catalyst for the rest of the team, um, I think good things to come for Pierre. Number eleven, I got T. Morgan here. I think the Chubb injury hurts him a little bit. You know, that's obviously is one of his top running backs. Um, even when he does come back, I think Kareem Hunt's gonna gonna shine in Chubb's absence, and I think Kareem Hunt might get a few more touches than he normally would if Chubb was in the lineup. Hard to tell. I'm not Stefanski. I don't you know really know how to predict this one, but I think Chubb being out you know hurts all the same um but until then i think this team could hang around number 12 rounding out the bottom i got att milkers i think it's pretty easy to tell i mean one and four not a whole lot to see here tough losses hurt even worse at one and four you know with that johnny smith um touchdown catch yesterday i think that was a real killer for him and josh allen just not even you know playing up to sub playing up to par excuse me um but I think you know regression to the mean is necessary for this team, and I think he's going to win a few and you know make it a competitive last. Well, that will do it for the power rankings. This was first try, first run at it. This is all biased opinions, and it's all Team Yotes' opinions. Nobody else had any impact on this. They're going to change pretty drastically. A lot's going to happen in this league. Um, uh, we're probably going to do power rankings every week. We're definitely going to introduce some new segments pretty soon. Jones' Gambling Corner is going to be a fun one. I think the boys will like that. Um, But until then, we are going to send it over to our special guest, who's going to wrap up the show for us. I now have the pleasure of welcoming on a guest who has been a force in the league all year long, a guy who could be making homemade pasta and still draft a playoff caliber team. He's on to defend his squad and put down a few others. Please welcome to the podcast, Foot Footlong.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Great to have you on. So uh, I guess we'll get right into the thick of it. Serge, now that your star player is out uh, with a snapped ankle and your RB1 is a complete Band-Aid, Lord knows what he's going to do the rest of the year. Do you think you're going to have to make any trades or any big moves to stay competitive in the league?
1: You know, it's too early to tell. Um, I know Dak going down was a big loss, but I don't think it's any time to panic. You know, where a franchise embodies the mentality of next man up. You know, Jared's been sitting on the bench putting up good points past couple of weeks. And I think he's really ready to step into that QB1 role. Um, coach of mine once told me, pain's necessary, lets you know that you're alive. So, uh, Dak, and I'm th- assuming you're referring to uh, Carson as the Band-Aid. I think... Um, I was more referring
0: to Dalvin Cook. I mean, that man oh. hasn't been healthy and. God knows how long and now he may be out for a little bit more so that's if that's rb1 that's a bad look
1: he picked up a groin injury but he's you know he's battle tested i think he's ready to fight through the pain um but as for losing out on dak prescott that is that's gonna be a tough one to replace but um i don't think we're gonna need to hit the trades just yet the waiver wire seems to have some studs to pick up every week you saw chase claypool put up 44 or uh yeah 44 around their points this week so there's always someone to pick up on the waivers and um, there's no time to concern for concern
0: yet. So you are the top point getter in the league right now, but Dak was one of those top quarterbacks, you know, throwing for 500 yards, a few touchdowns. And if Dalvin Cook's going down and Dak's going down, you think Jared Goff or any of those guys can really step into the role you need them to fill?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, look at my flex position as well. Uh, I have people on the bench that can fill the void running back or wide receiver. Um, Deontay Johnson also picked up another injury this week, uh, only yielded 0.8 points. So that was another tough one, uh, tough pill to swallow, along with injury to Dak. Um, to fill that void on that flex position, though, we have receivers like DJ Chark and T. Higgins. So there's no, there's no real concern there. D, uh, Chark picked up 29 points two weeks ago. Also Joshua Kelly picked up off waivers a couple weeks ago to fill that void for Austin Eckler. So um, kind of to echo that again from earlier, next man up is always there. That um, goes down or that goes down. Jared steps in. Dalvin goes down. Josh was there. Um, Deontay Johnson goes down. We have Chark or Higgins to step in.
0: So as I said before, you are the top point getter in the league, but, you are the third seed right now. What does that show about the strength of this league and how our, our teams and our owners have been improving over the last few years to really make this league uh, something that's staying around for the long haul?
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely has more depth, I would say. Um, everyone drafted a lot smarter this year, and it's kind of coming to, going to show that anyone can win any given week. I mean, McElroy, who shaved his head three years ago, picked up with W over me this week. Hyatt had a pretty well-fought battle with Fortin, uh, came out of that W. Smith touchdown. So there's definitely some uh, wins and losses this week that could have gone either way. And I just think, you know, the league is growing in intelligence, strength, and the commissioners keeps listening to every owner and um, kind of, you know, adjusting accordingly to make sure this is going um, only upwards.
0: You know, going into uh, intelligence a little bit here, you're – you're one that, that loves kind of statistics and mock drafts and analytics, so to speak. Do you think that gives you a competitive edge over the other owners who only look at the ESPN projections?
1: <laughs> manalytics, metrics what have you. Um, I don't necessarily think it gives me an, an edge. Uh, it definitely allows me to lay down my options in front of me before, you know, we actually get to the actual draft. Um I did about 10 mock drafts this year, and it kind of did give me an idea of, you know, who I'd be able to pick at that number six position and with my second pick as well. uh, It allows myself to get an idea of who's going to be available at those positions in the earlier rounds. You're not going to step foot in a dealership and just pick a car off a lot. You're going to want to test drive that Bentley or that Lamborghini just to make sure it's the right fit. So I think doing those mock drafts (laughs) definitely gave me an idea of who I wanted to take, and thankfully Dalvin was there. Um, I didn't anticipate getting yonder hopkins with my second pick but he was he fell to uh to 19 and i snagged him
0: well i think it's safe to say those 10 mock drafts have been treating pretty nicely here so far um as we kind of start to wrap up here i got i got another question i think that some of the the other owners in the league are dying to to hear the answer to uh my last week's guest um diabolical's out i'm sure you've heard of him he's been a He's been a force in the league at four and one right now. You're kind of, you're chasing him down. Um, he kind of mentioned some fighting words on last week, specifically towards your team and Bill's foot. Any, uh, any response, anything that uh, kind of ruffled your feathers with that, with that uh, answer from him?
1: Yeah, I thought it was, no, first, first half, I thought it was pretty funny how uh, he made those comments and stated his girlfriends just ran away there's a reason he can't take my name out of his mouth. Uh, I own real estate in his head. I think I've mentioned that a few times in the past couple of weeks. I can't blame him though. Uh, it didn't come as a surprise. He said something, I, you know, I kind of feel bad that he feels the needs to talk down on other people at times. I'm not going to fire back too hard. You know, he did pick up a win. He's won the league before he's coming second. His money ball strategy seems to work. Although he does have a ridiculous amount of trade offers. Um, you know, he posted 31 points this week and it's kind of embarrassing that his golf round on Saturday was still higher than that. Um but other than that, you know, I I can't really hate on the guy too hard. He's he's had a lot of success in this league through the years. Um I just hope for his sake he gets some practice in the winter months and go somewhere warm to golf cuz fuck that was
0: brutal. <laughs> Well, Bill's Footlong, anything else you want to add before we uh, we let you go here? I know your time is pretty valuable, so we do really appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, I got a couple of parways going. I'm trying to, try, trying really hard to focus on this conversation while looking at three fucking screens. Um, no, I just think, you know, thank you for having me on. Um, absolute privilege to be your second guest and, you know, kind of settle the score on the whole Sutrell, Diabolical Zot, whatever you want to call him, um, debate, but... No, looking forward. um, We like we like the guys that we have on our team. We hit the waiver wires pretty hard, so we're excited to welcome a few new members tomorrow, no doubt. And um, I'm looking forward to this week's matchup.
0: Well, Bill's Bill's Footlong, we really appreciate you coming on, man. It was a blast talking to you. Uh, Best of luck uh, the rest of the way forward. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the week five edition of the MSU eGamers fantasy football podcast. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're going to be making this same better week by week. New segments. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, any suggestions, comments, please DM at Bobby Bellagio on Twitter. Best of luck in week six.